0: What works and what doesn't. Understanding what works. What works for me.
1: Understanding your own business to know what works.
0: What works for you.
1: This is What Works. Small business owners are famously susceptible to the sunk cost fallacy. If you're not familiar, sunk cost fallacy is the idea that the more we sink our time, money, and other resources into a project or idea, the more likely we are to stick with it even when it's not working. Our resources are limited, or at least they feel that way. So we're attached to them. Deciding to invest precious resources into an idea then creates an attachment to that idea. The more attached we become, the less likely we are to willingly detach. The more resources we sink into a project, and the more attached we become, the fewer choices we seem to have about how to move forward. This is the work of a mindset of scarcity and limitation. I'm Tara McMullen, and this is What Works, the show that explores entrepreneurship for humans. Now, I don't want to give short shrift to the drain on material resources any project idea or business can be. We can invest money in growth and not see it shift into a return. We can invest time in a new offer and not see it sell. We can forego our own compensation to make a big move and have it not work out. Those situations all suck. And the drain on resources is very, very real. However, where the scarcity narrative starts to wreak havoc is in our perception of choice. Is it possible to peer through the thick fog of disappointment and still see an array of possibilities in front of you? Maybe even an array of opportunities? Now, it's easy to see how the sunk cost fallacy applies when things aren't going well. But the sunk cost fallacy also applies when things are humming along, doing just fine. In fact, I'd wager that it's harder to see different opportunities and make the choice to pursue a new way forward when things are working. When the investments you've made are paying off, it's harder to walk away. But that's just what today's guest has done. I've known When I Grow Up Coach Michelle Ward almost as long as I've been working for myself. So when she emailed me a couple of weeks ago to ask if she could come on the pod to talk about how she'd retired the When I Grow Up Coach brand and gone all in on her 90-day business launch program, I said, hell yeah. This is a story about wrestling with long-term success and the decision to go a different way. It's also a story about recognizing that anytime you make a big move, things like money and marketing won't magically stay the same. And finally, it's a story about recognizing abundant long-term opportunity over short-term consistency. Now, let's find out what works for Michelle Ward. Michelle Ward, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Tara McMullen,
0: thank you so much for having me. This is ridiculous. Um, I love being here with you so many years after we got our start together in business when dinosaurs roamed the internet.
1: (laughs) Yes, when dinosaurs roamed the internet. Exactly. I always say, I always tell people, you know, I'm your online business internet grandma. Yes, a million percent. We are like the great aunts of internet business and... You know, like it's
0: amazing. Some of my clients will say, "Well, what did you do when you started marketing your business? How did you get your first clients?" And I laugh and laugh. I love that you're laughing, and I go, "I blogged and I commented on other people's blogs and I was on Twitter, like like the most hilarious." And I would never ever tell anyone in 2021, 2022 to ever make that your marketing plan. Ever, but that's what we did in 2008 when the dinosaurs walked our internet businesses. Yes.
1: <laughs> website. Absolutely. Well, that, that kind of leads us very well into today's conversation, which is all about sort of the, the evolution of business. And especially when you've been doing your own thing for well over a decade. Things change. And you are in the the middle of or on the tail end of a big change in your own business. And so I, I would love to just have you start off by telling us about the day you decided it was time to retire, the When oh I Grow gosh. Up Coach oh brand. My gosh.
0: And I love how you're asking this question because there was a day, there was a moment. And obviously there was a seed and a and a voice inside that was planted inside my head months before that things really needed to change for a variety of reasons but for those and and quickly for those who aren't familiar with this trajectory in 2008 i opened up the doors of the when i grow up coach back then i was working as a career coach for creative people and throughout the years it evolved um as smart and successful businesses do uh for creative business coaching for creative women. And I was working with them on discovering their dream businesses, launching their business dream businesses and building their dream businesses. All three of those buckets. And I love my work and I love my clients. I love the results they were getting. And I was just like dying a slow death of overwhelm. There were times I was running four or five programs at once and then doing one-on-one and custom packages. And it was like, I didn't know which end was up. Um, and so at the end tail end of 2019, um, my, my dear mastermind friends, um, we had a, we had a little retreat together and they forced me to press pause on my discovery program because it was just not clicking. It was such a hard sell. And I'm like, okay, I'm focusing just really on the launching and the building. And, um, the day I decided that I was no longer the one I grow up coach was when a few months later, probably like right as COVID was happening or maybe a little earlier than that. Um, I had a former client sent me an email introducing me to someone she knows. And she said, this person said to me, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I knew I had to connect you. And internally I said, I don't do that anymore. It's Mm -hmm. not what I do. Um, I don't help with the discovery piece. And I was referring that out. And so I referred that out and I went, this is no longer, this is no longer. Um, and so that was a huge, that was a huge, scary thing, but that was the day that I went, well, if I'm not the one I grow up coach." Who am I? What do I do? What do I be? What do I? You know? And so um, that was the day when I realized things needed to to shift and and change, and I needed to blow things up a bit.
1: Mm, that story is very relatable to me. I have certainly had those moments where someone has introduced me in a certain way, and I'm like, wait, remember whoa, whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That is not what I do anymore, or it's not what I've ever done. And clearly, I am sending the wrong message here somehow, Um and it definitely leads to some serious rethinking of things. Yeah. So you you kind of hinted at this existential crisis of like, well, if I'm not the when I grow up coach anymore that I've been for over a decade, who am I? What do I do? What is this thing? How did that existential crisis, um, how did you sort of process that? What did that, yeah, what did the processing look like for you? So I think once that like
0: bomb went off, you know, it's inside my head um, I asked myself, you know, a few questions and I'm just, you know, come at it from such a coaching perspective, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, well, what do I want to focus on? Um, and what needs to change and what's working and what's not working. And so I knew right off the bat, like running five programs and what even letting go of my discover your dream business program and referring out, I was still running like four different programs. And I, I just like, like, no. Um mm-hmm. and I knew that, like you were talking about with the messaging, my messaging when I'm talking to people about discovering and launching and building is scattered, right? And so I know that it just wasn't focused. If someone, um, even even though they joined my list and said, I'm on the discovery track, I'm on the launching track, I'm on the building track, it was still just, you know, convoluted. If they went to my old Instagram account, um, which was my personal account mi- mixed in with my professional stuff, sometimes I'm talking about launching and sometimes I'm talking about building... And I went, I just want to simplify it for them. I want to simplify it for me. But it's just this one message. Um, and I think based on the marketing tactics that we were taught when dinosaurs around the internet, I think subconsciously it was really attached to like funnels and multiple streams of income mm-hmm. and like... You know, you needed to get the client and then keep the client and bring the client through other things and blah and, and have all of these different accessibility points. And I was done like I was done like like when I thought of, well, what if I just have one program like the angels parted and the, the, the clouds parted and the angels sang. The angels parted and the clouds sang. Sure, why not? Um, and I went, OK that's interesting. So where do I want to put my focus? Cause I could have continued. Um, I could have just like renamed my business and continued doing what I was doing. Um, but I didn't want to. And what really rose to the surface was a program that I started back in 2016 with the one and only Laura Sims. Everyone go to your career homecoming shout out to Laura. She's amazing. <laughs> Um, and we, we collaborated together on this program that we wound up calling 90 day business launch that we ran together from mid 2016 into like mid to end of 2017, where she said, I'm changing my business model. I need to step away from this program, not do it any longer, but here you go. You could have this gift. And I went, no, 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 I don't want it. I can't run this by myself. I don't want to. Um, and my business coach at the time, shout out to Lena West as well. Um, she said, well, you have the discovery and you have the building. (laughs) You need the bridge in between. So let's figure out how to, how to make this work. Um, so it's just you. And so I turned it into a one-on-one offer, um, in 2018 and I couldn't, I I, I don't want to say I couldn't sell it fast enough. Like it was the easiest yeses I would get. I, I would joke that it would be like pulling teeth to have someone give me $400 for discovery Your Dream Business and it would be mm-hmm. money flowing all around for someone to give me $4,000 for a one-on-one 90-day business launch experience. And the results were great and I loved the work and I felt it was really unique. And I went, what if this is the program and what if I could do it in a group form and what if I can make it more accessible and what if I could scale it? And that that was something else it felt like. Um, I couldn't scale the when I grow up coach, I would never be able to sell the when I grow up coach. So when I thought of let's go all in 90 day business launch, um, and I and I looked at the timeline um, of what this focus would could result in, I thought, well, it's a pretty big, hairy, audacious goal, but also maybe kind of sort of possible to help a 1000 women launch their dream businesses in eight years. And then I went, Wow. Oh my gosh, that's what I want. So, so that was kind of the (laughs) whole process. And I went, um, I don't need another business name. 90 day business launch is the name of the program. 90 day business launch is the name of the business. 90 day business launch done. So it was really, um, man, a big, you know, six months, nine months of planning that move, figuring it out, um, testing the group program and, uh, making it happen. And then January of this year on my 43rd birthday, which I do not recommend. It is not a good gift to yourself to totally blow up your business and create a whole new one on your birthday. Um, you think it's going to be a gift. But it's not. It's really hard work. Uh, I I shut down when I grow up, coach, and and launched ninety day business launch as as the business. Wonderful. I have yeah. so
1: many follow up questions. Oh my
0: god! Please, please,
1: <laughs> please. So so one of the things. Um, well, first, I wanted to say that I really appreciate you calling out that this wasn't about just rebranding in terms of a name, but really rebranding in terms of the whole brand strategy, the whole business strategy to something much more simple uh, and something that is very easy to sell, something that is very easy for people to talk about. And I think that's huge. Um, and I want to stick with that theme of simplicity because this is something that I've been talking with folks about all year long in different ways. Um Which is that, you know, you mentioned you had four or five programs going at any given time. That's a lot of streams of revenue. And I think that a lot of people think, oh, I need to offer lots of different things in order to cobble together the revenue that I I want or the revenue that I need. And there is a big leap of faith in saying, no, actually, I could probably make more money more easily by going to one offer tell me about your thought process around the financial component of simplifying the business.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm laying it all out here. So I think, you know, and I'm coming at this from 10 years of experience behind me, 12 12 years of experience behind me. So I think, you know, I had data, I had data, Mm -hmm. I had numbers and a big reason why my mastermind friends, um, sat me down and have an intervention of like, you need to stop this discover your dream business nonsense was that, you know, when they asked me like, what are the 2019 numbers of what discover your dream business has brought in versus 90 day business launch versus build your client face versus these other programs. I'm like, it's brought me like $19,000 when 90 day business launch brought me $60,000. $60,000. It was just yeah. this. And it was sucking up all of this energy. And so I think number one, there are numbers where, um, I don't mean to poo poo on $19,000. No. Um, but, and if that was a workbook I was selling or a passive income or something that's like a, I don't know, short series or whatever, but I was devoting a lot of time and energy for this $19,000. So I want to just highlight the fact that the number sometimes speaks for themselves and pairing it with what is the time and energy that you put into this? And are you getting, um, as much out of it as you are from something else that you're offering? So I think it's absolutely just have to look at the data. Um, and I think that there is, it's interesting right now. So right now I'm doing 90 day business launch. And for the last time, kind of behind the scenes, I am still doing a, my six month mastermind program called build your client base. Um, because I went, Oh my gosh, this is still, that's an easy sell for me. This is an easy way for me to bring people from 90 day business launch, um, into like, now you're a new entrepreneur unique you, you still need community let me give you my guidance let me give you my challenges for these first 6 months in business um and i i went. Oh, and i didn't want to lose that stream of income um mm-hmm. because in 2020 that brought me 100k or just over 100k and i went what am i like and idiot? <laughs> Go. Let me let me bring it in. And I knew um the goal for 90-day business launch is to do, you know, five-ish groups a a year because I do these groups live. Um, but this year I knew like I'm doing three. I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I'm doing less. Um, I really wanna be in there with my clients. I wanna really um you know, I'm always looking at ways to make the program better and really see what my clients are going through. And I knew I was going to be running build your client base. So I didn't want to overwhelm myself again. Um, but I made the decision in June or May when I was enrolling this last round of build your client base that like, this is going to be my last round. And a big thing that happened was that I thought, all these 90-day business launchers, I have 20 in a group. We're going to come in to build your client piece. And I also have 20 mm-hmm. in that group. And that didn't happen. <laughs> I was not getting 90, like one was coming in of 20. And I'm going, what is happening? And I realized, oh, I'm giving them what they need to get started. And they are staying connected with themselves in community mm-hmm. with themselves. So they don't need that piece from me. And I give them their like, okay, here's how you get clients. Here's the marketing plan for your first 90 days. They know what to do. They don't need to build your client base. And I went, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna then really wrap this up and and let this go. Um, And so now we're like looking 2022 in the face and I don't have the $100,000 to build your client base it's gonna bring in. And um, 90 day business launch, At the price it is now, and I do not plan, I might do a little bit of a price increase for 2022, but I don't plan to do anything nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, If I sell out every single group, I am still making less money than than I'm used to making at this point in my business. So I know that 2022 might bring me $100,000 less than I'm used to. Um, and I am working internally (laughs) on that mindset piece. And I could say, Oh, I'll bring builder client base back. Oh, I'll do this other thing. Oh, I'll do. And you know, I'm, I do this work selfishly because I'm a relationship builder and, and I force my clients to, to be with me for 90 days because I want to take that journey with them. I want to get to know them. I do not ever have plans to make this, like, 20-person group into a 100-person group, like, that relationship is, is really paramount for me selfishly. And I also think it's, it's why, a big reason why the program works so well is that my clients don't feel like they're a number and they could get whatever they need as long as they raise their hand and, and ask for it. And so I do tell my clients, listen. If you want me to customize something for you, you only need to tap me on the shoulder and nine times out of 10, we'll figure something out together. But am I putting effort into, let me make other packages and let me do the other thing and yeah. let me do that? Nope. I'm just going to get used to the idea that I will not make as much money in 2022 as I am used to making um, and the potential in the future is going to be greater. Um this is going to be a very scalable business. This is going to be once I get that really strong foundation and and you mentioned earlier like, "Oh, I'm in the middle or at the end of my of my transition into this business and I and and I want to say like, no, I'm at the beginning and (laughs) I have to remind myself that even though I've been in business for 13 years and in a lot of ways, I'm doing the same thing. My business model is radically different and I am a beginner in a lot of ways. So I am making mistakes and I am experiencing enrollment slumps and I am doing all the things that new business owners go through and kind of throwing tantrums.
1: Why? But I've been here.
0: But, um, it's all good because if I could help a thousand women launch their create their dream businesses in eight years, I don't have to worry about making $100,000 less in 2022. Um, that's a big shift, too. I, I started offering scholarships. Um, when I opened the doors of 90 day business launches that I've never done before, I do two full scholarships every group, um, which is 10% of, of my clients. And that isn't coming from any outside source. That's just me giving up that income. Um, I'm awesome. offering payment plans way longer than I've ever offered before. So it used to be lump sum or three months because it was a three month program. But now there's up to nine month payment plans, and I'm probably going to bring in a 12 month payment plan. So my money isn't coming to me in this lump sum that I'm used to anymore. And that's mm-hmm. great. like i'm I'm here to build a more equitable, inclusive business, and that's what it takes, and it's less money in my pocket.
1: and that is okay. I love that you acknowledge planning for constriction uh, because constriction is a natural part of the life cycle, right? Things grow, things die, things regrow. Um, and the sort of the imperative to continuous, upward growth is not a sustainable one, it's not a healthy one, and that bringing that natural constriction into uh, the way you plan for your business is an important part of you know, kind of pruning the growth to make the plant, to make the business in this case, much healthier. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, and I also know what a mindfuck that can be, Um, you know, when we, I think we wrap so much of our authority, especially as business coaches around making more money every year and like detaching from that is really hard work.
0: It's really hard work, especially when you are maybe someone who like is driven by acknowledgement and driven by, you know, I'm a, I'm a former actor and hopefully I'll be a future performer too. And like, I want that applause. I want that, you know, I, I, um, for years and years, I put out a report publicly Um, in every January saying these are my numbers for last year. And I include money as well as where my clients came from and what I spent and, um, all of the, all of that data. And last year or two years ago was the first time I actually gave numbers. So like I would always give just the, the like data points so people could see the trajectory, um, but I wasn't giving specific numbers. Just like, oh, here's here's the the graph um, from the last ten years since I started working for myself full time since 2010, and two years ago I went, I'm actually going to put numbers on this, and you're going to see that I made three hundred and three thousand dollars or whatever. And it m- makes it still makes me uncomfortable <laughs> um, to know that it's out there and. I feel like it's very empowering and important, especially because it took me six years to make six figures. And then it took me, you know, long to make the multiple six figures. Like this is not, I like to show the fact that this is not about, oh my gosh, you know, six minutes to six figures. Like I, I, and everyone's timeline is different and I know people who've done it and like amen and hallelujah for them. But I want to give more of that realistic picture of what growth looks like um, or what growth could look like. And, um, you know, it's definitely in the back of my mind where like, oh my gosh, this year is going to be the first year that my, my graph goes down. Um, I, it has been on an incline every single year. And sometimes the years are exactly, um, like exactly the same. I've had two different points where it's like, oh my gosh, this is the same by like a thousand dollars or something crazy. Um, but it's never, ever gone down. And in 2021, it's going to go down and I'm already crafting like well, do I hide that? Do I not say it? Do I skirt around it? Or, and I know myself and I'm already crafting, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. And I'm gonna say, here's why I lost X amount of money. And here's why it's not a problem. (laughs) Because I want to show that too. Um, And you know, you're right. It's a total mindfuck. Um, and I go back and forth on like, everything's okay. This is totally fine. And oh my gosh, is my family ever going to eat again? Are we losing our house? Cause my, my husband essentially doesn't work. And I'm, you know, the breadwinner, the only, the only person making money. So it all feels very big, but also we're fine because I have savings and we have investments and we have credit cards. (laughs) Yeah, Like it's all, it's all okay. And I'm still making, when I look at what I'm still making, it's like, This is more than the average person makes in corporate America, so I'm still okay. It's just not what I'm used to making in those outward eyes that, you know, I know are going to be looking.
1: Your business doesn't have to always be growing to be successful. Wild, but true. In fact, businesses naturally go through periods of expansion and contraction. Sometimes going into a planned contraction phase gives you the bandwidth you need to take care of your health, work on the operations of your business, or develop a new way of doing business. You'll hear how Michelle is planning for contraction in her business as she moves full time into the 90-day business launch in just a minute. But first, a word from our What Works partner. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Now, the so-called creator economy has been getting some serious attention lately. Traditional media are confounded by people creating content, building audiences, and making money online. But what's really going on here? Is it the viral TikTok stars and Instagram influencers that have it all figured out? Do you have to amass millions of followers to make it in the creator economy? Mighty Networks wanted to find out, so they hired an independent research firm to study the creator economy. And what they found is completely counter the mass media narrative, and probably quite familiar to you as a listener of What Works. In short, the creators who are thriving today own their platforms, niche down to hyper-specific audiences, invest in community, and create their own network effects. And the biggest non-surprise... People are making the same amount of money with direct sales to as few as 30 customers that the stars are making with 100,000 followers or 2 million views. Want to learn more? Go to newcreatormanifesto.com. That's newcreatormanifesto.com. You know... In my own experience with the natural cycle of expansion and contraction, um, I noticed the first year that I had a contraction that I should have done it earlier, right? Like that I should have tried to contract on purpose, sooner um that that would that like acknowledging that and and fine-tuning things in the way that uh, a contraction allows for would have reaped so many benefits and so I'm wondering for you like is that something you've thought about what if you haven't what comes to mind
0: yeah um and I love how you put it's preparing for the contraction and the contraction that I'm experiencing now because I feel like the summer um, was really a weird one. Um, mm-hmm. And I know my the friends of my mastermind, most of them have experienced this. and My clients have been experiencing this. And I feel like us service-based business owners um, our potential clients were just kind of checked out this summer where at the beginning of the summer, we all thought we're all vaccinated. I'm going to get my summer back. I'm making my plans and la, 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 la. And like we checked out and then that turned into, oh my gosh, here comes Delta. Am I going to be safe? Are my kids going to be safe? What's going to happen when we go back to school? Like, so it was really, um, and I feel like that contract contraction, Hit me by surprise and I went, well, wait, where is everyone? I have this other group starting. Like, why am I not, you know, selling as many seats? Um, where are the right people? And I do have my program by application only, only because I want the right people there. I don't want to take anyone in who's opening a business that isn't in my wheelhouse or who isn't mm-hmm. going to prioritize or isn't the type of person I work best with. So now you better believe that I'm looking at, okay, I know if I really stick to my plans for 2022, these are the projections instead of this other piece. Um, and me and my husband try to have finance meetings once a week. We have, um, a wonderful finance, financial trainer through the financial gym, which I highly recommend to anyone. um, that we've been working with for over two years and we speak to her once a month and it is just a really great touch point in reality to like what is actually happening and, um, allows me to get out of my head of, of the, the worries and the fears and the panic, um, and really looking at, okay, well, what are we, you know, possibly scaling back on or how are we saving differently or, um, you know, there was a big relief. I reached out to my accountant a month or so ago and said, "Uh, summer's been a little rough. Do you think my estimated, I'd be surprised if I hit this number that we projected for estimated taxes. I think that this is now the new number. Do you think I still need to pay this huge amount of money more than my mortgage to estimated taxes every month? And she's like, Oh no, if you've already paid this much, your like Q four could be like a fraction. Like that alone saved me all this money. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um I think there's something about and I tell this to my my clients all the time. So your new entrepreneurs is like, you can't let your money scare you and you need to really mm-hmm. know what is actually happening in reality um, because the assumptions are what is going to kill you. But nine times out of 10, you go to the numbers and you realize things are a lot better than you thought in, in your head and um, you're in way better shape than you think you are even when things
1: are being contracted. Yeah, Absolutely one of the things that i have been thinking about as i ask myself how this podcast is evolving is really bringing as much as possible the human element into entrepreneurship and recognizing that you know we can talk business all day long um but at some point we take off the business owner hat and we put and we put whatever other hats we wear back on, and and really we wear the, all of the hats all the time. Yes. right? <laughs> there, there is no there is no actual changing of hats. Um, and so one of the things that you said before we started hit it, uh, before we hit record was that you were talking uh, to your clients um and that you were hearing from friends even, um, sort of this re-evaluation of what you want for yourself, what you want for your work, what you want for your family. Um, And so I'd love for you to sort of describe how does simplifying into this one program, focusing, going all in on 90-day business launch, what does that allow you to prioritize in the rest of your life that you haven't been able to prioritize uh, to this point?
0: Okay. I love this question. So number one, allowed me to prioritize my mental health, <laughs> which was another thing that I, like, was not talked about in 2008 and 2010. And, you know, when we came up, it was like, I am, and I'm a Capricorn and I'm an upholder and I am a self-starter and I am goal-oriented and like, do not keep me away from my work. Um, and I think especially when your work is meaningful for you and it's fulfilling for you and your professional mission statement is, is very close to being your personal mission statement. It is, um, it's hard to be detached, um, from your success, your successes and your failures and, and all of it, all of it. So I think for me, this is a hard lesson for me to learn, um, because I have been busy, Since, you know, 1985, where my life is always pack, 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 you know, every hour is accounted for I need to do things. And so, um, you know, when I first started, you know, when I had my first coach ever, when I enrolled in life coaching certification school, we unpacked the like, I know in my head, busy does not equal productive, does not equal successful, but try telling that to just my like, automatic Commitments and how I live my life, and so um, I I knew, and that and that's and that was the evolution of the when I grew up coaching all those programs and all those. I'm also a very extroverted person, um, and I want to do all the things with all the people. Um, and so you want to work with me in this way? Yes. Okay, go do this thing. I want to give you this thing. I want to have these relationships. And um, behind the scenes, I was exhausted. I was, you talk about wearing hats um, and it feels a little possibly hard to grasp, but just being in like, now I have my discovery hat on for these clients. Now I have my building hat on for these clients. Now I have my launching hat on for these clients. You would think that, that it would all be the same hat, but it was not. It was not. And it was very difficult for me to just switch um, those hats and like where my clients were at and showing up in the way that I needed to show up for them in order for them to get what they needed. Um, And I was like, my life was work. Like I really, that's really where it came to a head. It was just like, when I talk about what's happening in my life, it was just work. And sure, maybe I, you know, I've been running for a few years. So maybe I'm running. I always um, prioritize friendships. And, um, you know, so I have like, great group of local friends. I still see my friends and stuff. And I have a seven year old now and she is a whirlwind of, um, energy and, and fabulousness. But like, that was it. It was just, my work is my whole life. And there were felt like no other interests, no other things. And, um, I started out as an actor and a performer and a singer. And when I started my business, um, I really felt that my creative itches were being scratched by my business. Mm. Being a solopreneur, Mm. I was writing and I was speaking and, um, I would bring my ukulele to, to like my calls. And, um, I was like, yeah, 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 no, I'm my, my creativity is being satiated with my business. I'm great. I'm fine. But that shifted. That was not, that was me Mm. after a few years. I was telling myself that, but it was not the truth. Um, And so when my family made the move from Brooklyn to, to the suburbs of New Jersey five years ago, I was like, great. Got out of New York City where you can't even audition for like amateur productions because you're one of five million people. And I said, I'm going to start performing again. I'm going to find my way to like a regional theater and and do shows. And um, I was still just so work focused, just like there's no time. There's no space. I need to just work, 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 work. I need to make the money for my family. Um, And in January of 2020, I said, this is the year. My daughter was in kindergarten. (laughs) This is the year. We're going to go do a show. This is going to be a great year. And ha, ha, ha. We all know what happened. Um, But it's interesting because my life right now, I mean, and it has been, it's like bonkers bananas during COVID, obviously. Obviously. Um, but doing all the work to close when I grow up coach, open this business. And, um, you know, I changed my whole backend system and mm-hmm. I hired new support team. And there were a lot of those pieces that had to happen. Um, this year it, it's definitely been a lot of work and. For the first time in 15 years, I'm taking singing lessons a few times a week, and I am doing my vocal warm-ups um, most weekdays, and I am um, taking days to just sit in my pajamas and watch TV when my daughter is otherwise occupied, and read books, and um, I am valuing rest a lot more, and... Mm. Even when the Capricorn, they, you know, guilt kicks in of like, well, you didn't sell out your last round. What do you think you are doing watching TV? Or what do you think you were doing at 5 o'clock and you're signing off? Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm resting. Yeah, I'm like, that's productive, you jerky brain. Um, and I really am starting to feel that now where my life is more than just my work. And then, like my family, my friends, my my work, and so um, that's a really good thing. Um, I would I would happily give up a hundred thousand dollars and and have more of a life that um, feels in alignment with with what I want to be doing day to day and things that I enjoy just because I enjoy them.
1: Yeah, I think that is a very difficult journey to lead yourself through those realizations. Again, I might be projecting here, but you know, um, I'm curious what kind of structure or support, or like what is, uh, is there some active component um, to how you are making sure that you continue on this journey and don't get sucked back into the workism? Yes,
0: Yes. so I'm laughing along with you. You know, I'm, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor, which I know, you know, and I laugh that like how I'm really going to learn this lesson (laughs) is going to be because I blew up my business and now things aren't working as they were before and I'm not resting on my laurels and I'm not whatever. And, um, it's funny because, you know, the, the first time I got my diagnosis, I was 33, it was 2011. And I was like, okay, I made, I read these books, I made these changes, like no more, no more plastic, um, no more Tupperware, no more, you know, I changed all my cosmetics. I was eating like vegetarian. And then the cancer came back, um, a few years later and I went, okay, now I'm going vegan now I'm whatever. And I knew what was missing was, was missing was that spiritual piece and the stress level. Um, and I am not a victim blamer. I do not think that like I had stress and therefore I gave myself cancer. I think that that's BS. But I also know that you need to lower your stress levels. Like you need to, um, that can play a part in your physical health, uh, taking a (laughs) bad turn. Um, and I worked with this amazing Coke shout out to Jessica Carter. I'm going to drop all the names here. Um, and she helped me really, okay, start prioritizing these pieces and connect with spirituality and connect with the universe and connect with, you know, putting my feet in the grass for 20 minutes a day and all of that stuff. And I still like get to a certain part of it. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just back and back, back in old habits of busy, 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 um, work, 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 busy, busy, busy. And right now, my support, oh my gosh, I have so many tools. My support is in this mastermind who are just like my shining lights, the platonic loves of my life. Um, and they are they, they know me and see me for who I am and who I am going to be. And they will say, Michelle, what are you? Are you, are you singing? today? Are you taking time off? Are you sleeping? Are you resting? Um, they share their tools with me. And right now I'm on a like strict prescription to up my mindset work times a million. Um, and I'm learning all about my human design and that I'm a generator and how being a generator needs to be about being in good energy. And if I'm not in good energy, then everything's just gonna go to crap and I need to be my authentic self and la 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 la. So just this morning, um before sitting down with you, I am, and this is hard for a Capricorn to do because I'm supposed to be at work at 9:30. But but my routine in the morning is to like do my exercise, get myself ready, walk my daughter to the bus. I then take a 10 to 15 minute worry walk where I'm allowed to just worry about everything without trying to solve my problems. And that really does curb worrying for the rest of the day. FYI. I don't know how it works, but it does. Yep. So I take a worry walk. I come inside. I meditate. um, Usually with the Shine app, which I highly recommend. And I pulled a, a... Oracle card. Um, I use this affirmator stack, which I love through knock knock. Um, and I opened up my like astrology apps. Cause now I have enough of them that there's an astrology tab on my phone, which makes me laugh because this is never who I was. And I opened up the, my HD app, which is my human design, which Tiffany Hahn was like, you need this, we need this right now. We are joking that we are calling it our business coach, like, we are just spending 3 dollars a month and doing whatever it says. And the tip of the day today was less action, more right action. And I literally, Ooh. I literally made it as big as possible and <laughs> put it an on the board and hung it up, like, 15 minutes before we started. Um, and it was just all about, like, stop doing things just to do things because you think being busy it's what's going to get you there do the things you love do the things that are in right energy and alignment for you and as you focus on that and you put out the rest of the noise the universe will deliver it to you and so I'm 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 here like these are the tools um to make sure I'm on the right track that there are the cards and there's a meditation and there's the apps um I started a mindset notebook that I'll read through it's time for mindset notebook but like and then there's also the people that keep me um accountable to it and um yeah it's hard
1: it's really hard it's really hard yeah it's really hard it's really hard Michelle I typically end every uh interview with the question what are you excited about and I feel like you've told us a lot of what you're excited about um which is wonderful so I'm going to ask a more specific version of that question I am wondering what you're excited about uh, in sort of your 5 or 10 year vision for 90 day business launch
0: I am excited about the women I get to work with I'm excited about the um case studies page on my website getting longer and me scrolling through it and go ah, oh my gosh she's done ah, she's done. she's done um you know it, it's it's about the it's about the clients and i'm i'm so excited about the women that that i'm serving um and who's showing up and the results that they're getting Um, it's been really interesting because, and this is another reason why it's okay for me to make a thousand dollars less because my, my KPIs, my key performance indicators, um, have really changed. And to me, I still, I still track the money. I still look at the money. I need to do that in order for my family to live and survive. Um, but it's about how many women are showing up as my clients, how many are launching, how many are staying in business. Um, and what's the rate of my non-white launchers and am I serving them? And those four things are the only things that are important to me. Um, and in the course of the year, I have doubled the BIPOC rate of my clients while I brought in VP, right? Shout out to VP they're incredible, um, to serve these clients and private spaces within my groups. Um, and so, you know, a, a year and a half ago, the great white awakening. I, I will include myself in that. Um, I was glad that my daughter was only, you know, five because she wouldn't have been able to go on my website and say, why do none of these clients look like me? She's biracial. And, um, I was serving primarily, White women. And now in this current group, I think, um, we're at 40 or 45% of the group is, is BIPOC. And, and I care more about that and the results that my clients get. The fact that 75% of them get to launch day and then 94% of them are still in business since 2018 when the average rate is 80. Like that's what I'm measuring more than the money in my pocket. Um, so that's what I get really excited about. I want that number. I want all those numbers to grow. Um, and that's when I know like my work really has an impact and, and I'm making a difference and I'm fulfilling that mission statement.
1: Mm. I think that's such a succinct way to wrap up kind of everything that we've talked about. Your key performance indicators have changed. (laughs) I love that. I love that because it just, it, it You have redefined what key performance looks like for you, and you've redefined then what the metrics are uh, that you really want to follow, and you're doing all of the things uh, to back that up. So, Michelle Ward, thank you so much for this conversation, kind of taking us behind the scenes of this transformation. I know it's going to be really valuable for a lot of folks, and, and I just really appreciate it. Oh, thank you
0: so much for having me, Tara. I so appreciate it. I will come back anytime, anytime. Think of me all the time. This was so fun.
1: Money often feels like the scarcest resource. But in contemporary society, time, family connection, mental health, self-expression, personal satisfaction, those might be even more scarce. Michelle has her eye on a bright and abundant future for the financial component of the 90-day business launch company. And... She's doing what it takes to prioritize her experience of those other precious resources right now. Instead of basing every decision on what's going to be best for the bottom line, an abundant and humane approach to business building asks, what's going to be best for all the humans involved? Find out more about Michelle Ward and the 90-Day Business Launch at 90daybusinesslaunch.com. Next week... I've got a very special conversation for you. I truly believe it's the most important conversation we've produced for the podcast yet. I talk with Janice plato Dalliger about the relationship between virtual assistants and other operational support contractors and the small business owners who hire them. This is a conversation I have been wanting to have for a while, and I was so grateful that Janice agreed to have it with me and grateful that Janice was willing to speak with the passion and honesty you'll hear in that episode. You are not going to want to miss that episode, so make sure you're subscribed to or following what works on your favorite podcast platform. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Lou Blazer, our production assistant is Emily Kildoff, Marty Seefeld edited this episode.